Welcome to the Ladies Who Launch. Join Alyssa and Dakota every other Wednesday as we launch conversations about the chaos that is life. Tune in every other Wednesday and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Dakota, what's up today? Oh man, it, honestly, it has been a freaking day. So why is it recently everything is just a day? It just seems it's all a day. I don't know what's happening, man. Honestly, things have been great. Like they've been okay up until I don't know. Today was just weird, and this weekend was weird, and everything was just a little weird. I don't know. I just, it's just there's a weird air about today. But anyway. With that being said, um, Alyssa and I, we've had so many amazing guests on the show recently. We decided that it was time for us to record a session with just the two of us. So we needed therapy. So we just needed the two of us tonight, today. <laughs> totally. Because like... Well, we are, yeah, we are recording tonight. We decided to tonight. actually throw together some charcuterie boards. Yeah. Do obviously a, a well, we're still zooming because this is the life we have to live now. But um, we have our red wine, we have our snacks, so it's girl talk night, man. Girl talk night, you guys yeah. just listen. Um, so without further ado, uh, in place of our normal lady rant, I kind of thought that maybe we should just do a quick check in with each other. So, how are you, man? You know, I'm doing okay. It's uh, as you said, it's it's been it's been a day or a week or a month or Whatever. I mean, I think time just seems to be flying really quickly. For 2020 being such a completely cluster of a year um, to this point, it's kind of, I think we all, like, I mean, I'm feeling a little untethered a little bit, I think, just because everything is so out of the norm. And I think um, we're all looking forward to being back in some sort of routine at some point. In, in 2020. But um, other than that, I'm good. Like, you know, everything is up and down. I mean, we can talk a little bit about uh, business and stuff um, later, but I mean, my business is a bit of a mystery right now, like a lot of people. And I think um, re- like relationships, which we'll talk about today, have been a little um, off kilter because you just don't, you can't see people. Like even tonight, like, I mean, as much as we're having girl talk, mm-hmm. we're in our own homes. For sure. Well, I'll even kind of say why we're not being able to get together tonight. This is probably why today's a little weird. Um, I feel totally fine, but I woke up on Sunday with a bit of a sore throat. So I decided that I needed to go get tested. So I went through the drive-through and got tested with the with the uh, throat swab, which was... Drive-through COVID testing. This is where we're at. <laughs> I'm just waiting to hear back. But of course, until I know, I kind of have to stay at home. So anyway, not to bring up COVID because we're so sick of talking. I know we're so sick of talking about it, but it is weird though, right? Like every little sniffle or little like cough or a little throat tickle. I mean, I think we all think we're like going to get it. it, We're all living in a very weird place right now. The other thing that I was thinking about since I had my sore throat on Sunday and in the last couple of days is Every time I get sick now, am I going to automatically just assume like that COVID, COVID, I guess, could be part of the mix moving forward for the rest of our lives. So yeah, I, it's, I mean, I hate saying this because it's so ridiculous and everybody says it, but it's like the new normal or whatever we're in now. Right. So, um, but yeah, we've, I mean, like we'll talk about now, I mean, everybody has to, 
our whole lives have adjusted. And I think um, that's what we'll talk a little bit about tonight. But aside from the drive-through COVID testing, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm honestly really good. Um, weekends are really hard for me for some reason. I think when I, you know, the during the week I've got work. I've been really lucky to be really busy. I feel very lucky in that sense. And I have a bit more of a routine. And I mean, I could work all weekend if I wanted to, but I know that I get pretty edgy when I don't take time for myself. But I've struggled on the weekends. I think it's because I can't see the people that I love and I can't see friends. Um, And of course, I've still been going for like distance walks and whatnot with people. But I haven't seen my parents in like two and a half months. Um, And again, there's just been some weird relationship stuff happening. It's for me in my life, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> there'll be periods in time where like all my relationships are so fantastic. And then out of nowhere, something really messed up will happen with someone. And I don't know what I like did or if it's them or I don't know. Like I've had to learn some hard lessons in like they must be going through something and it's it's not really my baggage to hold. But yeah, just just stuff like that. And then, um, but otherwise things have been good. And um, I'm moving into a new place in six weeks, which I'm really excited about. I came came across this random character apartment that my friend was living in. And she told me she was um, moving. And within 48 hours, I had told my landlord that I was moving out, even though I love my place so much. Um, And I'm, yeah, I'm really excited for a fresh start because I'm going to have a yard and I don't have one now. Um, and it's just going to be a better lifestyle, I think, in the sense that there'll be more nature and fresh air and it's more of a house and it's a bit of a bigger space. So I'll finally have a home office and I won't be working from my kitchen table every day. So yeah, I'm really excited to, to make that leap into a new fresh start. So that is really exciting. You know, I think, um, this is kind of this whole process or the situation that we're all in, I think has um, led a lot of us to really figure out what is important and what matters. And I think a lot of us have realized that our lifestyle needs to change or needs uh, an update in some respect. And I think you'll probably, we'll probably see a lot of people deciding to, to change their living situations or either where they live or maybe who they're living with. I think that's probably all on the horizon, but, um, I think it's, I think that's super cool. And I think, uh, it's a great place for you. I've seen photos and it's a really cool old character home that's been divided into apartments. And I think from just knowing who you are, I think it's a better fit in terms of your personality and the kind of style that you have and having a dog and having Bailey and just being able to let her out in the yard as opposed to having to go down the elevator and find the park and the whole thing when you're living in a high rise. uh, I think it's going to be really a nice positive change for you. Agreed. I'm, I have not been able to stop thinking about it. I have a full folder of house inspiration items on my laptop. <laughs> you know, it's the funnest part, man, when you're you know, getting to do all the interior design and pick out your stuff. Because I mean, right now your your apartment's furnished, so it's not even your stuff. So now you can even start fresh with getting your furniture and your style and pictures and all that cool stuff, which is like half the battle and really makes a place a home. You should see the amount of art prints I have stored on my computer right now. 
that is going to be a feat in and of itself is like getting all that stuff printed and framed. But anyways, without further ado, um, yeah, I think we wanted to, to dive into a, a chat about relationships today. Um, so yeah, Alyssa, why don't you kick it off? Cause I know you had some initial thoughts about some things that are going on in your life with relationships and just relationships in general, but, uh, why they're important, that kind of stuff. But anyway, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, I will sort of echo what you were saying in that, uh, it's really difficult not to be able to see those closest to us, um, not being able to spend time with our parents and not like, I think we, what I've come to realize through this process is how valuable um, face-to-face interactions are with people and how much I miss hugging people and my friends. Like it is just like ridiculous. Like even to see my mother, um, but not be able to touch her or hug her or anything like that. And I went over on to my best friend's place on, was that Friday night? What day is it today? Yeah. Friday night. Um, Cause what's today? Monday, Tuesday, I don't know where we are, but whatever on the weekend. And, um, for a social distance bonfire. And so my best friend, um, I couldn't touch her. We didn't drink the same wine from the same wine bottle. I had my little sanitized table and she brought a, a, a wine glass for me that was all Lysol. And it was so weird. And it almost makes it harder than if I hadn't seen her at all. You know what I mean? Like, if I had just, we just chatted on the phone or something, I think I would have felt better about it, but it is so mentally debilitating to be six. If you even can see people and you have to always be six feet apart, it is just, it is so brutal. And I think that's one of the the things that I have noticed through this, this process is how much my close relationships mean so much to me and more so now. And I think I'm going to appreciate all of those relationships so much more coming out of this actually being able to hug people and being able to uh, travel with my best friend and with us. Like, I mean, we talk and we're zooming right now, but I literally have not touched you in almost three months. I know it's crazy. Like it's, it's so weird. Right. And I think from that perspective, um, I'm going to come out of this different (laughs) and treat my relationships for different, but it also leads to this really weird area that we both exist in, in how do we date moving forward? What does that look like? And I mean, I know people even now, like when we're in the thick of, of, of isolation or even if they're still on Tinder or Bumble and I'm like, how does that work? Do you just like, text or zoom date. I mean, I've not been on any online platforms through this process because it just sort of seems um, redundant, quite honestly. But then coming out of it, how do you date and even go for drinks with someone? Do we Are we at the point of like taking temperatures or doing a pre-date questionnaire on how many people you've interacted with before we met in the evening? Like it's just, we're in a very crazy space. It's very weird. I don't know. I'm, I haven't been on the online platforms for a while either. I was pretty turned off of them, to be honest, for like normal reasons a while back. Because they're a cesspool for the most part. I just, that's a whole other thing. I don't know. I just find the people, most of them on there, I just, 
they're not enticing enough. Like, I don't know, the, the, the conversation starters just never really seem to be there. But in any event... What, you don't like the what's up, girl uh, intros? <laughs> there's been some really good conversations I've had on there, but it's pretty far and few in between. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. Oh my God. Uh, the, the word that comes to mind with dating apps is vacuous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Superficial. Superficial would be another one too. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm in this very weird place right now, just generally that I'm so disinterested in dating, just so disinterested in it and disinterested in, in like casual dating. Like I, I just don't even want to go there. Like I'm kind of disgusted by the whole of it, to be honest. Um, Ever since I got divorced, uh, I've definitely dated a few people and um, I've had some good experiences, some okay experiences. I've definitely left all the experiences with, with lessons. Nothing's been horrible by any stretch. I've made mistakes. They've made mistakes. It wasn't a match. It was a match, whatever. There's no one to really blame. But what I will say is just that I, I've entered this place in my life where if somebody were to act actually ask me out right now, even if it were to just be FaceTiming every couple days to get to know each other until we're out of this quotation marks, which mm-hmm. would be um, I would honestly have to say, no, I'm just interested in dating right now. Um, I'm just really focused on my own life and like moving and work and I'm busy. And like, I just don't have room for anyone right now. And I'm not interested in like performing acts of service for someone other than my friends and family at this point. Uh, and really that's what I feel like a relationship is once you've gone through the vetting process. Um, but I, yeah, in terms of like, how do you date after this? I couldn't even begin to answer that for you. I feel like for me, um, one of my biggest parameters when I start dating someone new, uh, most of the time is like, okay, so I need you to go do this, this, and this so that I know that I can trust you. And I wonder if part of it is you need to be tested for COVID. Right. It's almost like an STD check that's now. What that's what I'm getting at. I just never talked about it yet. So. <laughs> Look at me just jumping right in there. Oh, yeah, no, like seriously, like I've, I, I oftentimes, if I'm serious about someone and we're going to be seeing each other after like a couple dates and we like each other and we're going to be, you know, spending an ex- extended amount of pe- time together, I usually ask that they get an STD test. And so I wonder if par par for the course is, I also want you to get a COVID test. Yeah. But I mean, are those even, I don't even know if that's going to be an option. I don't don't know if like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think COVID tests are going to be the new, um, the new blood tests or whatever. I, I don't know. Then again, who has any idea, but at some point, I don't think we're all going to be, I don't think we're going to be testing ourselves or each other uh, as sort of precursors, I suppose. I mean, I because we don't go get tested for SARS either. Um, So I don't know. I mean, it's this is why it's such a mystery. Is it's and I think more, especially as 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 we're in this weird sort of semi-opening stage, and that you can see people and whatever. Yeah, I it becomes that. a whole process now of how many like if, if they're meeting you at five thirty, you've got to think in your head, 
how many people could this person come in con- have have come in contact with in their day before mm-hmm. they got to me? I mean, because we're not going to be out of. I mean, we're going to all have PTSD from COVID for years, years, <laughs> um, especially if what they say is true, and this all sort of comes back with some sort of vigor in the fall. Yeah. But um, I think it's just it. It is just one of those concerns, I guess not, concern isn't the right word, but just those considerations that we're all going to be thinking as we start navigating out into uh, the world again. Uh, and we're going to have a lot more expectations about openness around how many people that you've been around. Um I think Which it's is weird. I think like it's how many weird. fountains did you drink from today? Did you drink from your own water bottle? Like we're at the gym. Who else was at the gym today? I mean, it's just going to be such a weird place to live. And to that end, though, like I think it's just an exercise in safeguarding yourself, right? Like, and and really trying to l- measure the amount of risk that you're willing to take, right? I think that if we're if if you and I are fairly laid back, but at the same time, we have enough respect for ourselves that we don't love a lot of risk when it comes to getting into a romantic relationship with somebody. Um, You know, I think we would take the steps required to ensure we knew what we needed to know about those people. And then we would probably draw similar people in, I would guess. Obviously, there are people out there who can lie through their teeth. I don't know very many though. Like I've, I've really only had, I can count on one hand how many crappy experiences I've had with men. Um, yeah, and honestly, like there's a lot of really amazing people out there that are very trustworthy and fantastic. And I truly believe that. So I think it's just communication and being very firm with here's what I'm willing to accept. Here's what I'm not willing to accept. And just is safeguarding yourself really. And I think that's true of any relationship as well, right? Because what if you make a new friend and it's not a romantic relationship, but you guys are in the car together driving to a hike and sharing the same airspace or, you know, you're in the gym together in a sauna, like, you know, sweating on each other, (laughs) each other. So it's just, it just depends. Like hopefully you draw people in that have the same value systems as you do. Um, And that's where I really struggle. I like, and that's what I'm struggling with. Lately, I definitely, um, I don't want to like call out any names, but and I won't do that, obviously. But I will say that I'm struggling in particular with a family member right now. Um, we got into a bit of an argument a few months back as soon as all this stuff started to happen. Emotions were really high and we're now not talking and we haven't talked to each other in a month and a half. And this is somebody that um, I love and trust and have a otherwise really great relationship with who's kind of just decided to block me on social media and not talk to me for zero. And like the argument we got into was on both of us. Um, It was about something we both have different feelings on and we shouldn't have been talking about it. And I think the emotions were high because of this as well. And it was the first get together since all this started in a while. Um, we had like a family thing over Easter and uh, yeah, it was a really bad situation and I, yeah, I'm struggling with it because I don't understand why we can't just talk it out. And um, I don't understand people who avoid if you, if you need to like say to me, I need some space, that's, that's totally fine. And I will always respect that. 
And I'm, I'm really one of those people that need space too, sometimes to collect my feelings, but to just blatantly like write me off and not take responsibility for your own actions. That's something that really pisses me off. And if adversity out of COVID is bringing that about, then it's just kind of showing you who you can trust and who you share similar value systems with. That's really, that's really sad to hear. And I, but you know what? I don't think that you're probably the only one to have this going on uh, during this time. To me, this is why I wanted to bring yeah, it up that I know. Yeah, I and to me, when you're going, when when we're all going through a difficult time or a crisis or something that's out of the norm, you really discover who is in your tent, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I think people can either rise to an occasion or wallow in an occasion. And I think stressful situations bring out the best and worst in people. And that's just an unfortunate reality of humanity. Now through this, it's kind of like people having to go home for Thanksgiving and not talk about politics because they have the crazy uncle or the crazy brother or the sister or whatever that's like cuckoo bananas. So, you know, you just can't bring that up. It's sort of the same sort of thing where you just have to know what you can and can't talk about. But with this person that's um, chosen to react in this manner to a, to a disagreement, I think their actions speak more about them than it does you. So I don't think you should be concerned about what they've chosen to do uh, and chosen to behave badly in reaction to the situation. I think it just is a difficult reality to face that this person is probably not going to be in your tent moving forward. And that's just life. And I'm betting that most people coming out of this will have a much, much smaller and much tighter group of mm-hmm. friends and family. And I think well, for sure, um, it just, I mean, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. And I think sometimes these situations just make that clearer and, you just, um, I mean, this person sort of made that decision for you and sort of cutting you off, but I think it's best for you to just uh, accept that those things that you liked about this person, you'll always like about this person. But mm-hmm. if that's how this person is going to act in this situation, then you're probably better off just letting it go. Oh, for sure. And this person in particular, that's just how they react. That's how they've always reacted. This time it was just taken a little too far. And of course, the amount of times that it's happened, I just am not entirely sure we have much in common in that space because the respect's just not, it's very one-sided. So yeah, I will make the decision moving forward uh, when and if they come back into my life, whether or not I want to have them there. Um, It's really unfortunate though, because we've, as a family, we've experienced a lot of loss lost people many times to many different things. And I would argue that we should all kind of know what we're losing by reacting to data a certain way. Um, I'm just a little bit surprised. 
So, but that's not for me to decide. So that's totally fine. I think what shocks me more than anything else, and I've tried to do an inward dive multiple times to figure this out. I'm not one to sit there and be like, this is all their fault. I certainly, after every situation I go through, I try to figure out what role did I play in this? And I really do because I've been in situations before where I've not taken responsibility. And of course, that's just a shitty thing to do. Um, And so what I've noticed though is I tend to sometimes draw in very reactive, haughty people. Um, And because I can be lenient and give multiple second, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth chances, I find that I get a little walked all over. Um, But then it's funny because simultaneously in my romantic relationships, sometimes I do the walking without even knowing it. And I can be the one that's really reactive and, and, uh, quite fiery. But when it comes to friendships with women and just friendships in general, as well as family members, um, the people that are like three times the amount of fiery I am, they tend to really double me over. And I almost always come out of it being convinced that it was my fault and literally just like bowing to them. So this time around, I just kind of refuse to do that because I know what my role was and I'm just not willing to, the more, the, the older I get, the less I'm willing to put up with it. Yeah. So, well, and, and the behavior that you're referencing is bullying and that you have allowed that to happen. Uh, because a, a lot of us, when we're young and especially as women, um, we do allow, or we do, um, take a lot because we think we're supposed to or in whatever our mental capacities, especially when it's family members, right? Because we're supposed to be, we're supposed to placate and um, make other people happy and all of that. But that behavior uh, is bullying. And I think the older we get, uh, the less time we have for that behavior. And I think we, the older we get, we are more in tune to know that that's what that behavior is and therefore not stand for it. Now I'm kind of the opposite where I will push back to yeah. people that I know really well, but I get hosed and just completely walked over in a professional setting. And there's been numerous times when I was an employee before I, before I worked for myself that, um, professionally I was just annihilated and it was all about me not feeling secure in what I did and secure in my abilities and letting others determine that I wasn't worthy of this job or this position or the money or whatever and letting that run me. And so I've always been that sort of pushover in the workplace mm-hmm. and less so in my personal, but as I get older um, and especially now working for myself, being able to, push back on bad behavior uh, is much, much more intrinsic than it used to be with me sort of trying to make everyone happy. But as women, that just seems to be a trait we all have. And I don't know why, but we do. Well, I think it's because women are, they're the nurturers, you know, we're not, we're not supposed to push back societally. Um, we've been trained to kind of, like you said, placate um, and be more or less the organizers and the calm 
regroupers of whatever situation. But of course, as time goes on, you know, of course we have a voice and that's, you know, neither here nor there. So yeah, you know, I, I think bad behavior should not be rewarded. And that's what I struggle with is I sometimes reward it or I let it happen. And you know what, in, in reference to your, your example, mm-hmm. in fairness to this person, they've sort of made that decision for you by just blocking all contact with you. So now you don't even have to try to like make things better because that decision has been taken away. So just yeah. accept it and thank you and move on. I honestly haven't really thought about it. There's been bigger fish to fry and I just don't have time for that kind of behavior, but it's definitely hurtful when you think about it, right? Um, I think what's interesting about you and I, though, is that we are super confident. Some might say kind of intimidating at times. Uh, women who definitely have a voice and push back, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I look at you in particular, as, as one of my very good friends and someone I really look up to, I have not ever wanted to piss you off because I'm afraid of what might happen. (laughs) But I also know that you would never come at me with anything that was unfair. You'd say to me, Dakota, I need space and I don't look at your Instagram posts. So I'm probably just going to, you know, quiet you down for 30 days and take some time to myself. But you would be honest with me about, okay, this is the space I require. Don't worry. I'm coming back, but this is the space I require. Um, but simultaneously, what's so interesting to me and something I've been really trying to figure out, um, is there's been a number of times over the last, I want to say 14 months in particular, since about fall of 2018, I just feel like I recently kind of came out of it. I was really struggling with my self-worth and it started to rear its ugly head in a bunch of different ways. I went from having really fantastic, um, communicative, uh, positively communicate. That's not even a word, but super positive, fantastic relationships with, with great men to then allowing not so great men or just men with the wrong agenda, or I had the wrong agenda, maybe kind of walk into my life and, and like walk all over me a little bit. And I just noticed, um, I was allowing it to happen. Um, and I was not being myself and, uh, I was being very meek and weird and like my confidence wasn't there. And I was trying to like take on the form of someone else so that they would like me. Like stuff that I haven't done in a really long time, stuff that I struggle with in my marriage that I promised myself I'd never do again. I don't know where this comes from. It's it's so funny. Like when you have some kind of an issue with your self-worth, it seems to just impact literally every area of your life. I started doubting my work. Um, I'd really ha- I, like the whole self-sabotage thing was huge. Um yeah, it was really interesting. And it took some very weird things to pull me out of it. Like when I started guitar lessons last year, that really pulled me out of it. But since, you know, about four months ago, I haven't had a chance to, I literally dragged, I'm looking at my guitar right now. I dragged it out of the closet two nights ago because I hadn't touched it in four months because of work. And it's just, it's putting yourself first. And I lost that ability for quite some time and it really impacted me. And I wonder, I just, I guess my question is like, where the hell did that come from? Like, why, how did it happen? What happened to make me lose all that work that I'd done after I got divorced? Well, I think you just said it. You got divorced. And I mean, we could go down a rabbit hole of this, but 
<laughs> you were very young when you met your ex-husband and he sort of, I mean, I don't want to say groomed because that's a creepy word to say, but you sort of became what he wanted you to be um, as we all sort of are young and impressionable and whatever. And you got married and it was kind of tumultuous and you had issues in your marriage with your own self-worth and how that relationship even went. And I think the divorce at a very young age, because what were you 30 when you got divorced? Mm, Yeah. 30. So like being divorced at 30 and just sort of getting into your own business, you just sort of launched your business and you're already really young from a professional perspective. And then you sort of have this I don't want to say taboo, but it's still this weird thing of being a divorcee. I mean, it's just so archaic and silly, but that's what it is. So to go from being Dakota married last name to Dakota Kidby, I mean, that was already a big step and then became very public that you were no longer married, that you then had to go through that. I think a lot of this is subconscious. I mean, you're not consciously thinking of these things but I bet if you did a deep dive and we went down a rabbit hole with the the process after a divorce I think a lot of that probably would have insecurity would have come from that because nobody goes into getting married to get divorced and nobody goes into a marriage thinking that they're certainly not going to be divorced at 30 and having to start again and whatever that looks like so I think I will say and I'm, I don't want to speak for her either, but my best friend kind of did this after she got divorced yeah. and she kind of went cuckoo bananas. And I mean, she's probably laughing at this as she's listening, but, um, and there's a lot of bad decisions she made after she got divorced because it's a huge loss. Like it's a huge piece of your life that has ended good, bad, ugly, whatever. It doesn't matter how the relationship ended, it's ended. And I think you have to work through it. I remember saying that to her then. You have to go through all of this. You have to go through these bad decisions. And like you were together for a decade and that's a huge part of your life with her. I mean, you guys were together for a long time too, but um, so those, so you kind of, want to become a different person. I think anyone who's gotten, whether you're married or is getting out of a long-term relationship, I think subconsciously, I think you think that this person that was married to that person, well, they didn't like that person. So maybe I need to be somebody different to attract somebody different or the person I was, I didn't really like that person when I was married and therefore I need to be somebody else. And I think it's kind of like going through a death. You just have to go through those processes, right? Um, like what are the, there's like seven stages of grief and it's sort of the same going through a divorce. And I think having known you married and now not married, mm-hmm. you are very different. You're very different from when you were married. That was a very different Dakota, whether you realize it or not. I oh, see it, it was. Yeah, I remember. Hugely different Dakota. Mm-hmm. And you're also a hugely different Dakota from those first eight to 12 months post-divorce. And you're right. It, it, you were kind you were a bit like a baby deer, like a fawn. And you were kind of like with your like unfettered legs. Like you were just all like, <laughs> wobbly and, legs. Getting wobbly legs. legs. And you were kind of all over the place and you didn't really know what you were doing or felt that you knew what you were doing. But I think very insecure. insecure. Yeah. I think you just had to go through that grief process. Uh, 
of whatever capacity that was. And I think you're coming out on the other end of it now, seeing how you're taking ownership of your business more so now. You're taking ownership of yourself and what you want you to be. And that will lead to other decisions. So when you say you're not ready to date right now, that totally makes sense because you went through all of the the, the sort of bad decision-making as you come out of a, a, a divorce. I mean, yeah, it's going to be bad, but you know what I mean? And then you kind of have to go through that process. And this is what I said to Karen was like, you have to learn how to be alone with you and learn to like yourself before you can get into some other relationship, because otherwise you're just taking that same old person that was in that previous relationship that ended. Mm -hmm. And you're going to take that same person into something else. And that the person that you want Mm -hmm. isn't going to come for you because they're not going to like that person. So you really, this is partly you making these decisions. I mean, uh, you've hired a business coach for your business. You're moving into a, a, an apartment that's really going to be your own. I mean, this apartment that you're in now is lovely, but it was basically a stopgap that you needed when you got divorced. You needed a place to live. Whereas you're now going to be able to cultivate your own life and your own lifestyle in this new place. You're going to be able to cultivate a business that you want it to be as opposed to letting your clients and your other people around your business dictate what it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I was one of those people that was trying to dictate what your business should be was to be 12 months ago uh in not a probably a positive way but um oh, that's true I don't I know I think you were trying to guide me when you saw that I was like floundering a little bit yeah I mean that's what we're that, that's what friends are for in those yeah. capacities but I think you're in this place now from a relationship you you're in a relationship with Dakota and I think that's where you need to be right now and when that when you're happy with that relationship with Dakota, then you'll be more confident and more secure to be that Dakota going out with other people. Totally. I think that's a great way of putting it. And honestly, I feel like you're in a very different place, but similar place with your business. Yeah. I think you, I think that the last five years, have been, right? Because you've been open for five years, right? Yeah. Okay. I think you, as much as that's a very long period of time, I think it was the baby steps to something bigger for you. Yeah. And I've also seen you go through some intense growth spurts with your business. Um, one thing I love about you and is so refreshing is uh, not to say that this is a bad thing. Like I totally get why some people place a very high value on being in a relationship with someone else. I mean, look, I get lonely. Um, My biggest thing is I get bored and lonely. And that's when random people (laughs) come into my life sometimes. Um, But like true relationships where I really care about somebody, they evolve a lot differently. And I think one of the things I love about you is you're very, you've got a very good relationship with Alyssa, with yourself. And right now your focus is still very much on you and the right kind of person is going to have to come into your life to fit into that mold uh, and and to kind of very much fit into your lifestyle. It's never going to be the other way around, Uh, which I like because I I know a lot of people who will manipulate themselves to have a partner. And to me, it's just not worth it because again, I've kind of been there and it it didn't work out because obviously 
it's like false advertising, right? And that's always going to come Everybody up. has those friends. Like, don't you have those friends that suddenly are super into golf because they're dating a new guy and he's a golfer and then they're dating another guy and suddenly they're into tennis because he's like, or they're into like mountain climbing or whatever the thing that the guy is into, suddenly they're all about that and they're getting the new golf clothes. I mean, we've all been there, but you get older and you realize that, uh, first of all, that's expensive. And second of all, I don't actually like these things. And then it's fine to like think that you're going to go once and have some fun, but then, Oh, we're yeah. in a golf league. Yeah. No, we're not in a golf league. No. I do have to argue though. One thing that would piss me off so much with my ex and like any guy I've ever dated is I'm somebody, I'm a Sagittarius. So if you believe in star signs, I kind of do. I, I find them pretty enjoyable to read time to time because they're pretty yeah, they're fun. But like I'm a Sagittarius and my personality is just like, is adventurous. So if you, if you're like, Hey, let's try paragliding when we're on a trip. Okay. Sounds great to me. Um, if I've tried something multiple times and I know I freaking hate it, I will put my foot down and say, absolutely not. I'm not doing that with you. Um, and there's no way like come hell or high water that you're going to convince me to do it with you. Um, unless for whatever reason I decide I want to try it again. But like, that's not to be confused with like, just wanting to try new things. Like I, I got into running because of my ex, because he showed me running and I really liked it. And we trained together for years and years and years. I ended up running multiple half marathons, two, you know, a couple marathons, decided I fucking hated marathons, part of my language and love half marathons. Um, and I love running and it's because of him introducing me to running that I love it. But one thing that would piss me off, and I'm going off on a tangent here, because we've had some wine. But anyways, one thing that would piss me off is that he would be like, well, you're only doing this because I like it. And I'd be like, uh, what gave you that idea? Like, I've never tried this before and I, want, I wanted to try it. Do you see me running out and buying golf clubs? No. And, and then he would try when we were like doing the activity. It was like a lesson. It wasn't Ugh. a lesson. Don't yeah. even start with that. Like, don't oh, and I think this is true of a lot of men, period. Yeah. Just try to put on this domineering, well, let me teach you how to do this. And mm-hmm. honestly, for women like Alyssa and I, it's just not going to work. Like you got to just let us have fun with us. Yeah. If it suddenly becomes a chore, I'm not interested. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to have, I don't need to be told. Oh God. This Unless is I like, ask you, you know? Like, well, yeah. And I mean, Especially, I'll use tennis as an example because that's a it's a sport. Well, that most people don't play on a regular basis, and it's kind of one of those things you'll go do on a on a warm afternoon, and it's supposed to be fun. I'm sorry, dude, but do not stand at the other side of the net and tell me how to serve. Like, I'm not a tennis player. <laughs> I'm not Serena Williams. This is supposed to be fun. I don't need the critique. So we're done now. I mean, like really, really? How is this helpful? If we're making fun of each other and it's like, I mean, honestly though, just back to this whole double standard thing. One thing that drives me absolutely bonkers is when somebody tries to open a bottle of wine and like, just, I don't know. They just can't fucking do it. I just like want to grab it from them and like use the corkscrew. Fine. We haven't all been servers and it took me a long time to figure it out too. So like, I've definitely been like, well, let me just fix that for you. (laughs) But like at the same time, there's, there's a way to do it. Like you don't have to be a dick about it. And oftentimes with these lessons, it's like very condescending. Yeah. 
Uh, especially I think anyone, any woman who's golfed with a man will know exactly what I'm talking about. Cause there is nothing worse than being on hole 12 <laughs> and you've got like 18 holes and you're on hole 12 and he feels the need to critique like why, why your ball's going into the trees. It's yeah. The ball's going into the trees because I'm not a good golfer. Yeah. I don't need you to tell me that. And well, we're on well, hole 12. Like- why are you playing anything above a par three if you're going to golf? Well, I know. <laughs> you're gonna that's a whole other question. That's why I don't golf. Because that's the other thing, too. Is like, What is with dudes not wanting to just play a par three and just go have fun? No, we have to go like to Salt Springbank Links or something. It's like, well, I don't know. Because I'm not that good and I don't want to pay $150 for a round of golf when I'm awful. But it's like this, it's an ego thing. It's like, oh, we can't go par three. Well, Why? Oh, well, I'm going to overshoot the the hole because my drive is longer. I'm like, oh my God, we're all Tiger Woods now. Any kind of, I have never been attracted to any kind of machismo behavior. Oh, I'm usually pretty attracted to the sensitive types. Yeah, I need a, um, as what uh, we call nerdy goodness. That's what I'm looking for in my life is nerdy goodness. Agreed. Just nerdy, good-hearted. Yeah. Wholesome. Wholesome. <laughs> Throw in a little bit of guitar playing some tattoos yeah yeah nerdy artistic goodness that can write poems or something i think is brilliant i don't know i'm just saying that like i I don't know i want little byron or something i don't know whatever just a little bit of benedict cumberbatch oh no he's no i don't like him i don't know why what's with his neck why is it so long it's creepy Man, I don't even know. God, okay. Well, anyways. Okay, let's not even, yeah. We both both clearly had too much wine. Did we solve anything in this podcast or is it just us rambling? Hey, listeners, if you're still listening to this, kudos to you. This is going off the rails, man. I love it. I love it. No, but honestly. um, Just our mom still listening is really all who's listening to this now. I don't think my stepmom. I mean, bless her, but no, I think her and my dad listen, they listen to most every single one of our podcasts, but I don't know. I couldn't, I can't be sure. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, for all of y'all out there, y'all like we're in Alabama, not enjoying your relationships right now, just try to remember that like, it's probably not you and, um, or it could be, but except your part in it and know yeah. who you are and just do what you will with the data that you have. And, um, you know, try not to be too reactive because that's never a good thing. And, uh, also understand that just people are really stressed out right now and it's funky times and it's a little sketchy and yeah. And if someone blocks you off social media, just shrug your shoulders and realize that, okay. Well, can we just, Kate, this is my like last, sorry, like big piece with this, but like, I can't even believe I'm having to have that conversation. I mean, yes, there have been times when I've stopped seeing someone, but like we barely saw each other and I've like taken them off because I just don't want to like look at their stuff or I just need to. You don't block them. You probably just unfollow them. Yeah. But the whole, like, the fact that we have to have a conversation about people that we've known for our entire life doing that, or, like, friends doing that, like, it's just, like, it's just so petty. And also, like, who cares? Like, really? Really? Like, then don't ever follow me again. And also just, like, stay off social media. 
Yeah. I mean, that's probably, that's probably what I would say to this person that blocked you. Like maybe you as the blocker need to take a step back from the internet for a little while. If, uh, if having to block a family member now, I'm not saying that every family member should be friends with each other on Facebook or Instagram or any of them, because let's be honest, most there's many family members that you tolerate for the amount of time you have to see them at Christmas and don't need to have any other interaction with them. And it's probably best that way, but I also just wouldn't block them. No. Cause I'm a grown up. Well, the fact that that's part of a relationship breakdown in 2020 just kind of makes me want to punch a hole through something. Like if that's part of your relationship breakdown, you really need to grow up. Yeah. Good therapy session today though. Totally. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, if you have stuff you want us to talk about, just a friendly reminder to uh, throw us a note on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at ladies who launch YYC. Um, Let us know if you want to join the show or if you want to chat about, want us to chat about something. So. Yeah, send in your questions because clearly we are top-notch therapists. I mean, this episode says everything you need to know about our quality. Absolutely. (laughs) Anyway, everyone, have a great night and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Ladies Who Launch with Dakota and Alyssa. We drop new episodes every other Wednesday, so be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. 